0: to be back on Search the Scriptures today. Once again, we welcome all of our listeners. We're so thankful to have this opportunity to be back with you again and to open up God's Word and dig deep into those rich teachings and truths. You know, there's teachings there for us. There's guidance. There's direction. There's commandments. You know, there's also promises and hope. There's there's guidance to help us on the best life that we can live the life of a Christian with the greatest destination and that is heaven the greatest hope that is eternal life and salvation through Christ there's also some chastisements some uh, some some corrections some rebukes but all of it works together to give us the greatest hope the best life that a human being can live on this earth it all comes together and it's all for our good. Our prayer is that as we study together each day and search the scriptures, that your knowledge of God's word is getting deeper and stronger and fuller. And that as that happens, your faith is getting deeper and stronger and fuller. That is the biblical formula. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, faith comes by hearing the word of God. And our prayer is that that's happening for you. But now it cannot be just an intellectual agreement. That's not what real, saving New Testament faith is. It is that, but it is coupled with obedience, obedient faith, active, dedicated, serving faith. And so our prayer is that you're coming closer to God through that stronger faith and that you're getting better equipped to make your decision to come to him all the way through Christ, for forgiveness and salvation as you're baptized into him for the remission of your sins. Our prayers are with you and our prayers are for you. I want us to get into a new study today. We're going to talk about something that people all across the globe and for pretty much the full existence of mankind has always had problems with. And I suspect will until the Lord comes again on the final day of judgment. And that's anger. Oh, every one of us, every one of you listening today, and myself included, have struggled with anger, haven't we? I want us to think about a Christian perspective on anger. We've all had some experiences in which we have felt sorely provoked to anger. And then there are other situations in which we have become angry and then later on thought, I didn't need to be angry that like that. You know, I overreacted. I shouldn't have been that way. We've all regretted something that we've done in anger, some way we've acted out words that we've said, actions we've taken, maybe just feelings that we have let come to fruition in our minds to build up over anger. There was a story about a father who took his toddler son with him to the grocery store one day, a toddler son. Most of us have been there, haven't we? From the beginning, the little boy was a terror in that grocery store, and he got worse the farther they went. The boy's rowdiness was obvious to people all around the father and his son as they walked through that grocery store, making their way from aisle to aisle, picking up the things that they needed. People were amazed at the reaction of the father. You can imagine the young boy as they would go down the aisles and he would see something that would attract his attention and he'd grab for it off the shelf perhaps and dad would put it back on the shelf and you've you've been there and you've heard the child then react and crying and yelling and screaming, I want this, I want Well, It was kind of that way all the way through the grocery store. But the father never yelled at his son never lost his cool or anything of the sort. Instead, he only spoke comforting words, like, we're halfway through, Arnold. And see, Arnold, I told you we would be finished soon. As the father and son finally arrived at the register in front of the store, having put into the basket all that the father had on their grocery list, the cashier felt moved to say a word of encouragement to the father. She said, Sir, I have never seen a parent so calm and in control with a child like Arnold. An embarrassed grin came to the father's face as he said, There's something I need to explain to you. I'm Arnold. <laughs> We become angry, don't we? And sometimes we act in ways that we're ashamed of afterward. We become angry with the boss at work, the teacher at school, our spouse, our children, a friend, someone with whom we're doing business, a work associate, another driver, and on and on and on. It a lot of times it's kind of the old. Uh, story that you got mad at the dog and you kicked the cat. The dog got away when you're trying to get to him, whatever it was that you were mad at him about. The cat came along, didn't see what was going on, didn't know anything was wrong, and you just struck out at him. (laughs) You lashed out. You vented your anger. How many times has a father come home or a husband come home or perhaps a wife from work? being angry with a supervisor, something that was said, some way they were mistreated in their mind, or maybe just a tough day at work. And they come in the door and their spouse greets them. They have no idea what happened during the day, but that person just coming home lashes out at them in anger and takes it all out on them. And they were innocent in the whole affair. Sometimes provocations seem unavoidable. How we deal with them is what makes the difference. Sadly and tragically, many people have ended up injured, in jail, with a broken relationship, and even dead because they did not handle well situations in which they they felt provoked to anger. God has given us some excellent guidelines to handle anger and by so doing, serve as examples to people all around us. Now, these are particularly important instructions and guidelines to Christians. And it's part of letting our light shine, Matthew chapter five, verse 16. It's part of being the example to a world that is perverse in sin and that needs to have their crooked paths straightened. Philippians 2 and verse 15, by the good shining examples of faithful dedicated Christians. Humble examples, but good examples nonetheless. If you have your Bibles, and some of you may follow along each day with a Bible in front of you, turn to James chapter one, And let's look at verses 19 and 20. James writes, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. What simple yet profound instructions James gives us there. And of course, James is just writing God's Word, inspired, guided by the Holy Spirit to write what he wrote. So it is not James' wisdom that is shining forth here. It is God's wisdom, and it is godly wisdom. Think about it. Slow to wrath. As followers of God, as followers of Christ, We're supposed to be a special people who should provide a special example to all of those around us. It goes back to the very nature of our being, of our existence, which God created in us in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Then God said, Let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So God created us unique to everything else that he had created. All of the animal life that he created in this world, as amazing as it is, it's not like us. We're different. We're special. We're unique. We're the only ones whom God created in his own image. Now, I believe we can understand that to mean that he created us with a spiritual essence, a spiritual identity. We could kind of boil it down and say, a soul. Nothing else that he created was created in that way. When you think about animals, and you can think about any species you want, they can react in certain ways. They can even be trained to do what we would say are the right things or the best things, but they don't understand that inherently. It's not by nature that they understand that. See, only mankind... Has within himself the inherent nature of discerning good from evil, of understanding the very concepts of good and evil. We understand what goodness is because we're created in God's image. Nothing else has that inherent ability. We understand you don't go out and, and shoot somebody down in cold blood because that's evil. But now an animal will go and tear apart another animal for food. Absolutely has no compunction in doing it. No conscience. It's a matter of survival for that animal. It's part of his nature. We understand that going out and killing another human being, that's wrong, that's evil, it's ungodly, it's immoral. But you see, there is no sense of morality inherent within the nature of other animals. God created us special. Now, that's one reason that we're a special people. And as a special people, and especially as we become Christians, we become a special people within humanity. And we need to be the proper example that God has designed us to be as Christians. If we turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, and we want to look at verse, uh, verse 5 to begin with. And again, Peter is writing to Christians here. Very descriptively, he says, you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now the spiritual house that he's talking about there, I believe, is, is the church. And he says each true New Testament Christian is like a living stone within the overall structure of that spiritual house, the church. And we are supposed to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. The way we live our lives, for example. Our worship, for example. Now drop down to verse nine and we read further. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, and had who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. As Christians, we're supposed to be the examples for the world around us. We're supposed to be that light on the hill that seasoning salt, Matthew 5, verses 13 through 16. We're supposed to be that straightening influence, straightening the crooked paths of those who are living in and walking in sin, Philippians 2 and verse 15. We're supposed to be different. Now, going back to James chapter 1 and look at verse 18 now. We looked at verses 19 and 20, but verse 18 kind of sets the stage to a degree at least for verses 19 and 20. James writes, of his own will, that is God's own will, he brought us forth, those who have become true New Testament Christians, by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Now that phrase, brought us forth, carries the sense or the image of a birthing process, bringing to life, in other words. As a mother goes into the delivery room, or a mother-to-be goes into the delivery room, and the doctor works with her, and together he brings forth that child. God brings us forth, and that child now breathes and cries and He has life. When we are baptized into Christ, we're baptized into his death. We are buried with him through baptism. And we are resurrected through that baptism to a new life. Romans chapter 6, verses 3, 4, and 5. We are brought from death in sin to life in Christ. Through baptism. We are born again and we are ready to live a new life. That's the imagery in James chapter 1 and verse 18. Now then, verses 19 and 20 again. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Because he brought us forth to a new life, verse 18. Then the next, the opening of the next verse is very telling. That phrase, so then, so then, that is translated in the King James Version, wherefore, and it has the sense of because of this fact. What fact? Verse 18, we have been brought to life by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. We're to be examples. We're to stand out from the world around us. First fruits of his creatures. So then, because of this fact, because of who we're supposed to be in Christ, let every man be slow to speak, slow swift to hear, Slow to speak, slow to wrath. So then, and then when it says let every man be swift to hear, that little word in English, let, is in the Greek, and this was originally written in Greek, imperative, grammatically speaking, and therefore it carries the sense of a commandment. It's not the idea of I'm going to let you drive my car today, or I'm going to let you use my computer. That's, that's not what it is. It is the sense of this is a command. Let every man, the command, every man is commanded to be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Slow to wrath Be slow to allow wrath to develop within you. Now, what is wrath? A lot of people would just say, well, that's another word for anger. It's much more than that. It is more accurately uncontrolled anger, improper indignation. It is often with a settled-in bitterness that seeks revenge. So you see, it is anger gone out of control, and anger can easily get out of control if we're not careful. It is something that, that we're not thinking about, and before we know it, we've done something that all of a sudden is, can be catastrophic in consequence. Again, remember what we talked about earlier. How many people have found themselves injured in jail with a broken relationship or dead? Because they did not handle well situations in which they felt provoked to anger. They did not control their anger. They reacted in a way that was detrimental, catastrophic perhaps. Maybe to themselves or to others or to both. It is Then, then look at the, the, uh, at, at the end of verse 20. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. When you think about uncontrolled anger, wrath, in other words. Can you think of a time when anger has produced anything good? Can you think of a time in your life when you became so angry that perhaps you lost control and as a result, people said, what a godly person that is. (laughs) Well, of course not. You see, by nature, Anger demonstrates itself in a way that is contradictory to godliness. And so James says, wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And probably most of the time when you found yourself angry and lashing out, either physically or maybe verbally, or even you're just doing it Privately in your mind, you're running through these scenarios, you're so angry, you're having an argument with somebody who's not even there. Maybe you're calling them names, maybe you feel your blood pressure rising, and you're just in your mind virtually losing control, and that's not godliness, is it? It's seldom that anger reflects godliness or produces a positive result. From a spiritual perspective. So we need to think about ourselves. We need to think about where we're at. We need to think about when we start to find ourselves getting angry, wait a minute, what is this going to lead to? And is this the kind of behavior and what it might lead to? Is that something that will please God? And I think we would probably almost universally say, Uh, no, it would not please God. So we need to learn how to keep it in check. Our time is up for today, so we're going to stop and park here. We'll come back and continue this study next time. And as I've said, and probably many of you are relating to the basic message of this particular study because we have all experienced anger to the point where we lost control. In just a moment we'll tell you how to contact us, you can ask for that free Bible study. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD for free. And both are for free, completely free, and we'll even take care of the postage. So jot down that information you hear in just a moment and contact us and ask for that Bible study and you can learn how to follow God in faithfulness you can receive this copy of this of today's program and reflect over this lesson and this study material again we hope to hear from you right away